You must know the times. Answers to 25 essential questions on end times prophecy. A powerful new book by Dennis James Woods. Wildfires, earthquakes, hurricanes, and floods that devastates entire communities. Global pandemics that kills hundreds of thousands of people. Social injustice, unrest, and lawlessness that threatens our societies. Where is this world heading? And what does the Bible say about the end times? You Must Know the Times is an eye-opening book specifically designed to educate readers about the last days. You will learn what the Bible says about conflicts in the Middle East, the Tribulation Period, the Nation of Israel, the Mark of the Beast, the Antichrist, Armageddon, the Rapture of the Church, and many more essential topics. Get your copy today of You Must Know the Times by Dennis James Woods at Amazon, iTunes, Google Books, Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold. there in uh, YouTube, podcast land, uh, Facebook, and all of that. And this is Dr. Dennis James Woods, and we're here with you one more time on uh, July 21st, 2022. Uh, I have been off of the air for a while, uh, have gone through a few challenges, uh, but we've gotten through. Uh, so we're back now, and uh, we want to continue with uh, another exciting uh, chapter in Counterfeit Charisma, the Age of False Prophets. This is going to be a very interesting um, program because I'm actually going to be showing you some email exchanges uh, from a person from the East Coast. He's one of these uh, prophets that's known on the East Coast and uh, has a pretty big following to my, to my understanding. Uh, uh, but this is the person, he's the internet prophet he's the email prophet he'll send you emails and and all that stuff we're going to be looking at uh, uh that and we're going to be studying even deeper into this whole idea of counterfeit charisma the age of false prophets and so at this time let's have a word of prayer and then we're going to get right into our lesson father we do thank you in the name of jesus for your love mercy and grace we thank you lord god for allowing us the opportunity to minister your people also oh, great lord god Father, bless those that are listening, Lord God, encourage them, keep them, inform them, enrich them, encourage them, empower them through the Spirit in the Word of God, Lord God, as we continue to glorify you. As we do not seek fame or fortune for ourselves, we seek to lift up thy kingdom, O God, and we ask that the words of our mouth and the meditation of our heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name we all said, Amen. So we just, again, thank God for all of you. And uh, so I just like to uh, say that uh, one of the things that uh, we had, just my wife and I just came through was COVID-19. <laughs> thank God we were vaxxed and boosted because it was just basically like a cold symptom and things like that. I've, I've actually had one of the authors uh, uh, for my uh, publishing company, uh, uh, Pastor Guilford and his wife both caught COVID and they both passed away. Uh, uh, this is a very serious type of thing. It didn't seem that serious to, to me. I knew it was kind of different than the average cold though, uh, but it was basically cold system symptoms. We, uh, My wife and I, we went out and got us some cough syrup and things like that and uh, just had had a few, few nights where I, I, I sweated it out, boy. It was like, wow. Uh, but it, it, it wasn't anything to where I had to call the doctor or anything like that. And again, I attribute that to number one to my heavenly father, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who, who allows us, you know, to be delivered, who allows the medicine to work and, and interact with our bodies, because sometimes those things are not effective. Uh, uh, Christians get sick too. Christians die of cancer. Christians get hit by cars, you know, and so bad things happen to good people. Uh, but the bottom line is in this event, uh, in this uh, situation, both my wife and I uh, attended a little uh, party and uh, 
uh, uh, we ended up, uh, it ended up being an event where, where not only her and I were exposed, but a few other people too. But uh, uh, before it's all over, everybody will probably get COVID-19. A lot of people have it, don't know they have it, just think it's a cold because if you, like I say, if you've been boosted and vaxxed, you, you're, you're not going to get the symptoms that a lot of people are getting. Uh, and then we had our, our test kits, we were able to test ourselves and things like that. And so uh, that and some other major events uh, going on with my social service agency and some things like that. So we've just been really, really busy. And uh, But I do thank uh, all of you supporters out there that have been uh, contacting us. Uh, just like to give another shout out to uh, uh, my friends uh, in Oakland and my uh, people in Texas and Houston. Uh, who send me emails and all that stuff and the people that are here in the Chicago area with me who uh, excuse me who uh, uh, often um, uh, reach out to us and so we just thank God for all of you in the name of Jesus so let's get into our lesson uh, tonight we're going to be um, looking at uh, chapter uh, number six in my book so today is basically, it's from chapter uh, number six of my book, and, and it's called Digging a Little Deeper. How do they do it? Uh, again, and this book was written in uh, 2018. And so I said 2015 before that, I was actually thinking of Exalt Thyself as an Eagle. That's a, a book about the United States and biblical prophecy. It's an interesting book. We might have to do a, a teaching on that, how I correlate the uh, prophecies of Obadiah with America. Uh, it's a correlation. Uh, I'm not saying that Obadiah <laughs> prophesied about America, not doing that. Historical grammatical context of that is uh, the Edomites, ancient Edomites. But uh, I, I brought that up because I think in one of my teachings, I actually said that this book was written in 19, uh, 2015, 2016. Actually, this is a 2018 book. Okay, so. Uh, but not long ago, uh, we was conducting a little when I was conducting research uh, for this book, I ran across a most intricate, interesting uh, psychic website where they give tips on how not to be fooled by the fake psychics. <laughs> this stuff is really it's hilarious, you know. And here's what they said. Now, this is the this was their clue uh, to determine whether. It was a good psychic or a bad psychic. A, a good psychic opposes to a fake psychic. They said, if the psychic asks you a lot of questions, this is called a cold reading reading, and, and is never accurate. A true psychic would never have to ask you more than your name and your birth date to give you a real psychic reading. Now, I thought this was very, very interesting, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to see why. Remember what I said, your name and your birthday. Okay, now, now this is the information that psychics need. And those of you that were, uh, that have been studying along with me, you know, when we did this, the section on divination, one of them was numerology. And with numerology, they take the, the, the name and the birth date, they convert the uh, letters into numbers, and then they put it on a chart or something like that. And they come up with these, this way of charting your characteristics and your future and all of that. It's a, it's a, one of the softer uh, uh, when I say softer forms of divination, this one doesn't necessarily in need direct de demonic activity to do. It's kind of like the horoscopes. You know, you can look at it. There's characteristics you can just kind of do just based off the zodiac, you know. Uh, but that's divination too. You shouldn't be uh, involved in that as a Christian. Uh, but I thought it was interesting that this uh, one psychic said one of the ways that you tell a false psychic from a good one if they ask you a whole bunch of questions and that's that's called a cold reading a cold reading and what you uh what they really need though to do a good one is your name and your birthday okay so uh now uh, according to the uh fortune tellers bible the definite guide to the art of divination this system talking about numerology also works on any name, even for a business or sports team. I also found it interesting that within the scope of divination, it's focusing on reaching your destiny. Now, see, 
you know, over the past couple of decades, we've been hearing a lot about Christians talking about reaching your destiny, you know, at, at conferences and books and, and sermonic uh, material, whereas there may be no intended connection to divination, fads quickly attach to our way of thinking and end up and coming over in our preaching and our teaching. And we have to be careful about that. You know, uh, I always tell people all the time, do not get your th theology from these songs you're listening to, especially these gospel songs. Uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, you just hear all kinds of things in these songs and pe people say them in songs, they end up in sermons and people end up hearing it and then, then they start embracing it. Okay? Reaching... The whole idea about reaching your destiny, I mean, it really sounds great. It's a great soundbite. It gets people excited. But we often fail to ask is, where did this buzz phrase, reaching your destiny, I mean, where does it really come from? Does it originate from the Bible? A Christian's destiny, ladies and gentlemen, is where, is where we have our citizenship. Now, According to Philippians 3 and 20, our citizenship is in heaven. Glory to God. That, that's, that's, that's where our, 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 our citizenship is. Okay? Again, and that's in Philippians 3.20. In Ephesians 2 and 6, the Bible says we are seated in heavenly places. Uh, the Lord himself is coming back to take us to a place that he has prepared for us. Uh, St. John 14, uh, 1 and 4. That's our true destiny. Okay? Everything on this earth is temporal and it's going to pass away. During the time that we live on earth, it's all about fulfilling our purpose and our service to the Lord. This is why the scriptures actually admonish us to set our affections on things above, not on earthly things. Glory to God. Again, I'm not suggesting that a minister that emphasizes reaching your destiny is, un is wittingly espousing the tenets of divination. I'm not, not, you know, I'm, not trying, I'm not going there. I'm just simply saying, well, where does this stuff come from? We're going we're gonna to get into it. I began walking down this road for a reason. Not long ago, I found this website of the so-called Master Prophet. <laughs> Master Prophet. All right. Not just Prophet. Not just Prophet first class, second class. <laughs> but he's the Master Prophet. It's just like I know some people that they, they, they are apostles, but not just apostles, chief apostles. You know, you can't just be an apostle. No, that ain't good enough. Got to be a chief apostle. Well, according to the Bible, there's only one chief apostle. That's Jesus Christ. But we're we, we not going to beat up on apostles right now. All right. So, but this one person calls themselves the master prophet. You know, he's out on the, he's a, I'm not going to say his name, but, you know, he's out on the East Coast. Real big. And, and one of the reasons why I don't need to mention anybody's name here is because all vultures look alike. <laughs> a vulture is a vulture. So you don't need to know the vulture's name. You just need to know they're a vulture. <laughs> so they all look alike. On his website, he speaks of receiving a free prophecy from the master prophet. Notice this up. He, you can get a free prophecy from the master prophet. Okay. So... Uh, I couldn't resist, you know. I mean, I'm in this research mode for my book and everything, so I figured, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me prod this guy a little, let me prompt him a little bit. So I signed up using a deceased relative's name. This relative is dead. Okay, all right. In order to receive my personal, so uh, in order to receive, because I wanted to see what my personal prophecy was going to be, uh, even though I was a, using a fictitious character, okay, uh, fictitious in the sense that the, the, the brother is not even on the earth anymore, right? 
So it says, uh, and so I wanted to get this, this prophecy. I wanted to see what was going to happen. So that's what I did. So in order to receive my personal property from the master property, besides an email address, guess what information they asked me for? They asked me not only for my email address, but they asked me for my name and my birthday. Huh? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Wait, 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 wait. Did we not just read, ladies and gentlemen, from the, just in the paragraph I was just talking to you about, when the psychics were trying to distinguish themselves one from another, I went to this one psychic website. They said, how you know, uh, 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 stay away from these false psychics. Come to the true psychics. They said, now if a false psychic has to ask you all this information about yourself, he said, but a real psychic, all they need is your name and your birthday. Now, I expect that from the psychic, but this is also what the master prophet asked for. This is exactly what the psychic said is needed in order to complete a psychic reading. Where in the Bible does a prophet ask for someone's name or birthday? Where did he get that from? Did that happen with Elijah? Elijah, give me a prophecy, man. But I say, yeah, what's your, uh, give me your name and birthday. Did Moses ask for Jeremiah, Daniel, any of them? Did they ask for your name and your birthday? What, what, where did he, he get that from? What scripture is he turning to? What is his biblical reference for that? Where is he getting that? Not getting that from the Bible. What I'm about to share is a word-for-word exchange that I had. I'm going to share it with you. I want you to see it yourself. It's not the actual email, but it's the, it's the words from the email exchange. Okay? But before I do that, let me read this passage of Scripture to you. And this is what Jesus warned in his Mount Olivet discourse. This is what he said. As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olivet's Olives, his disciples came to him privately and said, tell us, they said, when will this happen and what will be the sign of your coming in the end of the age? Jesus said, watch out that no one deceives you. Many false prophets, moving down a few verses, and many false prophets will appear and deceive many people. For false messiahs and false prophets will appear and perform signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. That's Matthew 24, verses 3 and 4, verses 11 and verse 24. You know, when thinking of the end times, we cannot overlook the emergence of false prophets is among the other telling signs of the end of the age. Not just the earthquakes, not just the floods, not just the wars and the rumors of wars. False prophets propping up everywhere is also a sign. It's, it's alarming because false prophets have always caused problems throughout the millennia. But in the last days, the floodgates will be flung open and false prophets will be everywhere, particularly in certain Christian churches. However, in this age of technological expansion, where the Internet has transformed our day-to-day -day functioning, False prophets have really capitalized on various social media outlets to give them national and even global reach. Now, there are internet trolls who call themselves prophets who have one purpose in mind, and that's to exploit weak-minded and vulnerable individuals for their money and doing it all in the name of Jesus. You know... I, People should be terrified to put Jesus' name on anything that's not of him. But they're not. they're not. They're not terrified. They have no fear. They have no conscience. They're greedy. They're false prophets. They're not hearing from God. They're liars and deceivers. So now, let's look at this email right now. So, um, I actually, again, I actually used 
the name of a dead relative in my book. I even changed the name again. I just used the name Jonathan here. But this is the email exchange that we got. It says, Jonathan, you can change your circumstances today. Now, this is after you go to his website, put in your email address, and put in your name and your birthday. Uh, uh, then you'll start receiving a series of emails. Now, this is the part of the series of emails that we got. So, Jonathan, you can change your circumstances today, all caps, okay? Bold. Surely the Lord God will do nothing but he revealed his secrets unto his service, the prophets. Okay, so in other words, now he's setting the person up psychologically. He's also, your, search, your situation contains today, but God ain't going to reveal his secret to nobody but his prophets, and you just so happen to hook into me, and I'm going to be your prophet. Now, this is how I went into this. Dear Jonathan, praise the Lord. As your personal prophet, I want to thank you so much for requesting your personal prophecy. See, because that's what he advertises on his website. You can get a personal prophecy just tailored to you. Glory to God. That's what you're going to get. And he says, I know this word will be a blessing to you. Okay, let me keep reading. Jonathan, whose report will you believe? The scriptures tell us that the Lord God will do nothing, but he reveal it to his secret to a service to prophets. Know this. The prophet is the voice of God in the earth called to bring man back to right relationship with him. God uses the prophet to bring direction, clarity, and definition to his people. Jonathan, Jonathan, could I tell you that your change is near? Oh boy, this guy's good. He's good, boy. <laughs> You'll be surprised to learn that true prophets preach for change. And those who are attracted to the prophet have reached, listen to this, and those attracted to the prophet have reached a point in life where change is compulsory. Where change has to happen. So, he's looking for a certain type of psychological profile. Listen to what he said. Jonathan, I see change on the horizon for you. And I want to send your life-changing prophetic word via email within the next 48 hours. Now, of course, Jonathan's a fictitious person, doesn't, doesn't exist. But this is the, these are the automatic replies, because he probably has a computer, a bot, that does all this and respond, and he's already, he already has a system set up to take people for their money. He's gonna, we're gonna see it. Okay, now this is, guys, he's, he's big in New York. And if I said his name, a lot of people would know who it is. But this is a liar and a deceiver. And we're going to call it, we're going to show what he does and how he does it. How, how people take advantage of people. All right, now, so let's, first of all, let's unpack the email. First of all, let's keep in mind that the person that they are communicating with is deceased, which means there is nothing authentically prophetic to this at all, but it's simply a scam because... <laughs> He just sent an emails in the dark to somebody that doesn't exist, and I just baited him to do it. Okay? All right, now. All right. However, notice the false prophet markets himself as your personal prophet. Okay? Which is, sim which is a similar marketing technique used by other psychics, palm readers, and, all, and the others who operate in divination, this whole divination deception. Having one's own personal prophecy profit plays on a person's ego to make them feel good about themselves like they are special. Everyone wants something that they can call their own, especially when that someone can give them a word whenever it's needed. Oh, I can just come to the personal prophet. I can shoot him an email. He can email me a prophecy. However, the real purpose is to cause that person to become dependent on the prophet to the point to where the person is receiving prophecies will call the prophet before making any decisions. You know, so that's what they want you to do. They want to take control of your life and you asking them, should I do this? Prophet, you, you, you hear from the Lord from me, right? Uh, well, should I take this job? Shoot you an email. You get a personal email back. You should do this. The dude done what he done, he's going to use numerology, he's going to run your name and birthday, he's going to pull up some characteristics about you, he's going to tailor some prophets, prophecies around you just like the psychics would do on the psychic websites. It's the same technique, it's the same thing, it's not even different. Now, 
to fortify their value, the prophet then uses, surely the Lord will do nothing, but he reveal his secret unto his servants, the prophet. So he quotes Amos 3 and 7. So in other words, I'm the prophet. God speaks to me about you. Therefore, you need me as your personal prophet in order to get a word from the Lord concerning directions in your life. Remember, Jesus, speaking of false prophets, said, you will know them by their fruit. The email goes on to say, now, let's get, let's get back to the email, okay? Jonathan, whose report will you believe? The scriptures tell us that the Lord will do nothing, nothing but he reveal his secrets to his servants, the prophets. Know this, the prophet is the voice of God in the earth realm to bring man back into relation, right relationship with him. God uses the prophet to bring direction, clarity, and definition to his people. In the previous chapter, I list eight ways that you could, or the previous uh, lesson I did, I list eight ways that you can know a false prophet. Already the first in the first few sentences of this email, we see number two, a false prophet will always manipulate people in believing that they need to profit. Listen to the emphasis he places after the statement. God will do nothing, but he reveal his secret to his prophets. He punctuates the statement with, know this. This is to put emphasis on the fact that you need him to hear a word from the Lord on your behalf. These techniques are designed to soften up the recipient so that the prophet can bring direction, clarity, and definition into someone's life, meaning that the prophet has to has a hand in defining where you go in life, how you think about where you're going in life, while defining who you are and who you will become through his prophetic influence and his insight. This is nothing more than a trickster's attempt to insert mind control over some vulnerable individual. That's all this is. Okay, so now, in the next paragraph, the email says, Jonathan, I could tell that your change is near. He says, you'll be surprised to learn that true prophets speak for change. And those who are attracted to the prophet have reached a point in life where it is compulsory. Jonathan, I see change on the horizon for you. I want to send you a life-changing prophetic word and, and, uh, via email within 48 hours. Again, we see that this prophet assures that he is a true prophet. This coincides with the point number one that I made in the eight ways to tell a false prophet. A false prophet will always convince people to believe that he or she is a legitimate prophet. They gotta, they gotta run that game by you first, or you you wouldn't buy in. So they gotta make you think you deep, you you all of this. They, I mean, that they, they, they have to make you think that they're deep and that their prophecy is all of that. You can't do without their prophecy. However, notice what he says next. Those who are attracted to prophets, to the prophetic, have reached a point in life where change is compulsory. In other words, certain people are predisposed to seek out prophets when they are confused and cannot find answers to the questions in their life. Usually people that fit this psychological profile have several issues such as significant failures or loss in life, are prone to depression, have low self-esteem, have unrealistic expectations of how change in life occurs. Though they don't want to cross the line and consult a psychic, talking about the people that reach out to the prophet, they feel safe with a prophet of the Lord. Even though that's the, they're doing exactly that. You might as well be calling a tarot card reader or going to a palm reader or something sitting up in some room because that's what you're really dealing with when you deal with a guy like this because they're both using divination. Same result, okay? Now, since these type of people that fit this profile 
since they are weighed down with so many burdens, they think that by consulting a prophet, they can take a shortcut through the vicissitudes of life. It's a lie, ladies and gentlemen. We all have a role to walk. You're not getting no shortcuts, and you're not getting that. That's not going to happen, okay? So, so when you look for shortcuts and you look for the fast, easy way, running around here looking for a prophetic word, you need to get on your knee, repent, and quit uh, quit playing games with God so he can lead and guide you in all truth through the word and through the spirit and through you having a relationship with him. Glory to God. You know, some people are looking for someone to lead them, and that's exactly what any false prophet or cult, lead, cult leader is looking for, someone who will give the false prophet control over their life. This is exactly what happened with Jim Jones and the, and the People's Church of, of San Francisco. You know, I was living out in the Bay Area when the, those people went down to Guyana, when they found all them dead bodies down there. I actually knew a girl who knew someone whose mother went to that church. You know, so that means that she knew someone that got, got murdered down there. But the, the bottom line is, ladies and gentlemen, these were people who were all vulnerable, weak, depressed, all these things, looking for someone to make decisions over their life that they could follow. And whenever you, you're doing that and you give that to a human being, if you're looking for somebody that only one name under heaven, give it unto the man whereby we might be saved. And that's the man, Jesus Christ. That's the name, Jesus Christ. You need to be turning to him. And I'm not talking about the guy in the picture. That, 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 that's an idol. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about the real Jesus, the one that rose from the dead. You know, I'm talking about the real one. Okay. These needy souls are looking for someone. To, Someone else to define them. But instead of being defined, they are getting used. Because the false prophet is only concerned about their own self-interest and welfare. Then, next, this is what the false prophet says in these emails, okay? Jonathan, don't delay. You are walking into self-mastery in this season. But you must be aware of everything that God is trying to reveal to you in this season. Remember, Destiny is not left up to chance, but it is a matter of choice. So now we're getting into this destiny thing. See, it's real easy to talk about destiny because then that puts a picture in person's mind that they they joke, they're gonna they're, they're trying to get someone that when they get there in life they're gonna reach it. Anybody that's been living any amount of time knows that life is not a destiny. Life is a journey, ladies and gentlemen. You don't just get somewhere and then you just there and that's it. That, that's not how life works. Glory to God. It's always something new every day. It's a journey. Glory to God. Just about any product that is being sold on television always tells you to hurry up and respond now. This is another marketing technique because that's what he said. Hurry up and respond, 48 hours. The, 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 the people that are selling all these uh, 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 products on TV, they say, call right now. Because it's, it, it is a marketing technique. It is a psychological response that if you get a person excited, if they act, the chances of them acting on it after you get them excited are real good. And, and, and marketing psychologists know this. That's why they make commercials the way they do and telling you to hurry up and call now. See, that's, that's, that's all marketing techniques. This is a marketing technique used to capitalize on a person's excitement and to spark impulse buying. In this case... It is to entice engagement. Glory to God. And so this is what is important. It must be understood. Then he goes on to say, God has something that he wants to reveal to Jonathan. But instead of revealing it to Jonathan, God is going to reveal it to the prophet. And the prophet will reveal it to Jonathan through a personal prophecy from this personal prophet. But he has to respond in 48 hours. Then the false prophet makes this statement. Remember, destiny is not left up to chance, but it is a matter of choice. Sounds great, right? Well, let's see where that philosophy really comes from. Let, let's, I, I'm just going to quote to you from a few psychic websites. Uh, this one we got from the Chinese fortune tellers website. And this is what it says. This is what it says now. According to Chinese belief, our fate is not, is not inevitable. 
Our actions can alter our destiny. Where we are coming from and where we are going is determined by the interactions of heaven chi, earth chi, and man chi. Chinese astrology helps us to understand those forces and their patterns so that we will be able to choose, use our free will, which path we would take on our journey of life. Notice the key words that they use in this in this psychic, uh, Chinese psychic uh, uh, divination uh, website. It says they use the term choice and destiny. Though I'm not saying that the false prophet takes his concepts from this website. I'm not saying that. But the philosophy of reaching your destiny by one's choice has deep roots in divination. In contrast, let's look at what the scripture says. In contrast, this is what the scripture says. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. That's Psalm 37, 37, 23. Listen to this. The Lord is the author and the finisher of our faith. That's Hebrews 11, 2. Listen to this. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who those who are called according to his purpose, for whom he foreknew, he did also predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son. So that's predest predestination, not a destiny that you choose. God has a purpose and a plan for you, and he's the one who decided. He's the one who orders your steps. Glory to God. And, and, and look at this one. Just as he chose us in him before the foundation before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy without blame before him in love, having predestinated us to the adoptions of son by Jesus Christ according to the according to the good pleasure of, him, of his will. That's Ephesians uh, 1, 4, and 5. And th this is what the Bible says, and do not be conformed to this world. Okay? but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for you. If you want to find out what you what God wants you to do, seek him. Uh, 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 be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Glory to God. And so, so it's not so much about you finding your destiny as it is about you finding out what is God's will for your life. Listen, the clay doesn't say to the potter, make me like this or shape me like that. Uh, that that's Paul making his argument about God's election in Romans chapter number nine, verses 20 through 23. Remember, God is the potter. We are the clay. You seeking your own destiny will lead you to destruction. And it leaves you open to being deceived by false prophets' guidance. The Bible declares, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. Acknowledge in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. You're not supposed to be turning to nothing about your destiny. That's not what the Bible teaches, but that's what divination teaches. Because divination tells you, oh, it's all about your choice. I'm not saying choice doesn't have a place in one's life. What I'm saying is when you make destiny the object, you're, what you're doing is you're turning to a system that has ancient roots. In forbidden practices that God forbids us to practice. There is a way that seems right to a man, but the end, of the, but the end is the way of death. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. 16 to 25. This is what it says. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Let's go to Psalm, the first Psalm. Listen to what it says. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, or standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law do he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in due season, and his leaf shall not 
also wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. You'll prosper, ladies and gentlemen, if you're leading, let God lead you and finding the way through his word and, and, and prayer and relationship and by being hooked up in a right church under a good pastor, under good leadership. There's a lot of good people out there, but you just got to be aware of these scoundrels, these liars, these deceivers, these false prophets that come to you in sheep's clothing, but they're wolves. And we're looking at the methods of one of these master prophets that'll send you an email and be your personal prophet by email. The reason I offer the information from this uh, Chinese fortune teller's website is because we've already covered, extensively covered, fortune telling is a practice of divination. Divination is what the scriptures declare is what false prophets practice. This, these divination concepts are similar to the ones the false prophet is using. Seeking one's destiny is an integral part of divination because divination slant fortune telling seeks to inform one about wealth and prosperity in one's future or their destiny. So that's why these things are so highly connected because that's what fortune telling does. See, fortune telling wants to tell you where you're going to end up and how rich you're going to be getting there and what good fortunes are in your future and where you're headed, and all of that. That's what attracts human beings because we are limited in what we know. We, don't, we do not know what's going to happen in the next minute. Glory to God. However, as we can see from these passages above, choosing your own destiny is not what the Bible teaches. What the Bible teaches is that we are predestined according to the good pleasure of God. We, God's will, not ours. Glory to God. The Bible instructs us that we should not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind, by the, our minds. As Paul says, I beseech you therefore, brother, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. Let me tell you, in, a, in, in the NIV, another translation says, our spirit, which is our spiritual act of worship, presenting your body a living sacrifice, holy, seeking you first the kingdom of God and his righteous, and the things will be added to you. God will bless you materially. But you got to seek him first and let him add to you. If you use any other system to gain wealth of this world, then you are moving away from how God has pre planned it for you. And you're moving to the rainmaker's way, which is the devil. Which is the system of the world. And that's how people get caught up. We're going to be talking about that, the, pro, the message of the false prophet and this, this prosperity gospel and how dangerous these things are. So what we know about psychics, astrologers, fortune tellers, and the like is that they are mystical concepts based on tenets of divination that are forbidden, forbidden by God. Not only that, the false prophet asked for a person's name and a birthday, which is the same information the website requires, requests in order to do a psychic reading on an individual. This is important because false, the false prophet's website, I'm talking about this master prophet, requires your name, your birth date, before they will send you your personal prophecy back to you because what they're really going to use is numerology and do a psychic reading on you based on your name and your birthday. That's what they're really going to do. Okay. All right. Why is all of this important? And what does it have to do with our study? Let's examine another passage that can help us unpack this question. Listen, it says, the word of the Lord came to me saying, son of man, prophesy against the prophets of Israel who are now prophesying. Say to those who prophesy out of their own imagination, hear the word from the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Woe to the foolish prophets who follow their own spirit and have seen nothing. Now listen to what God is saying about these people. They ain't seen nothing. They're following their own spirit. 
Listen when he goes on in a further indictment of them. Their visions are false and their divinations a lie. See, that's what they're using. They're using divination. Even though the Lord has not sent them, they say, the Lord declares and expects him to fulfill their words. See, see <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, that's how these false prophets are. But they always talk about, oh, the Lord is here and God is going to fulfill their words. He said, I'm telling you, the Lord said, I'm hearing the Lord say, the worst thing you could ever do is say, thus saith the Lord, when the Lord thus ain't saying nothing. You cannot do that. God is going to hold people accountable for this. He goes on in his indictment. Have you seen, have you not seen false visions and uttered lying divinations when you say the Lord declares, though I have not spoken? That's what these liars do. They always say the Lord said something. The Lord ain't told them nothing. They're not even hearing from God. They're hearing from their own spirit or they're hearing from a, 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 wicked, a, a, a demonic spirit or the devil. That's who they're hearing from. Without the slightest doubt, this passage clearly says false prophets are liars that use divination. I keep saying this. This is not my assertion simply because I have some point to make. God is saying this. He the one is saying this. This is why it must be exposed for what it is. Many people running about today calling themselves prophets are fulfilling end time prophecy that there will be many false prophets that rise and deceive many. Many of these so-called prophets are being mentored as a subject of our case study calls himself a master prophet. They got these schools now. Well, you can go to school, pay, pay $500, they'll teach you how to be a prophet. Give you some books, give you some curriculum, teach you how to speak in tongues. <laughs> give you a certificate saying you're a prophet that you can hang on your wall. Now you calling yourself prophet this and prophet is that. Ladies and gentlemen, this is crazy, but people are doing it. Okay. Now, this deceiver also has a school of prophets where he teaches the science of prophecy and has a course on miracles. This guy has a course of miracles. There's a book out called A Course in Miracles. Yeah, but it's new age. <laughs> You're going to teach people how to do miracles. Oh, boy, I'm telling People who attend schools sponsored and taught by false prophets will also learn divination techniques that would be passed off as kingdom of, kingdom of God principles and Holy Spirit movement. They will learn how to call out people's names, phone numbers, and addresses, more on this later, which impresses people that are ignorant of divination practices and techniques. See, if, they don't, if people don't know it's divination, they think it's God. It's the same thing that was happening in the book of Acts with Simon and the sorcerer. They were called, Simon was a sorcerer. But they attributed his power to God. That's what people do. If it's supernatural, they think everything's all things supernatural, not all things godly, ladies and gentlemen. So, all right, let's get back to my false prophet. Let's get back to my prophet because I don't want to be all night on him. Finally, back to our personal prophecy. So this is what he says. P.S.S. I want to see you wealthy. God wants you to become successful and wealthy. He is a liar. See, now where's he really going? We're going to see it. Really? God wants us all to be wealthy. Without a doubt, there are scriptures that support abundance, increase, blessing, and good success. But there are scriptures that warn about the deceitfulness of riches. However, most importantly, there are no scriptures that encourage people to pursue riches of this world. Where do you find that at? Show me that verse. Seek riches of this world. Where's that verse at? In the following passage, you'll get an understanding about what the Bible teaches about those who covet wealth. See, when you tell people God wants you wealthy, you make them start coveting wealth. That's a, that, that is a move to inspire you to covet riches. Listen to what the Bible says. Let's just read a few scriptures, not just a few. Let's counter this concept. You cannot serve God and money. 
as Luke 16, 13. The deceitfulness of riches choke out the word. That's Matthew 13, 22. Those who want to be rich pierce themselves through with many sorrows. 1 Timothy 6, 9-11. The difficulty of the rich man entering the kingdom of heaven. Mark 10, 25. Warning against those who trust in riches. Psalms 49, 6-20. Now, now, you know what? Let's go to Psalm 49. Psalm 49 is rough. Let's, let's, let's go there. I, I want to take you there. Begin at the sixth verse. All right, uh, listen to what God says. They that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in a multitude of their riches, none of them can any way redeem his brother nor give God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their soul is precious it ceases forever that he should still live and not see corruption. For he seeth that wise men die like the fool and the brutish person perish and leave their wealth to others. Their inward thought is, is that their houses shall continue forever and their dwelling faces to all generations. And they call their lands after their own names. Nevertheless, man being in honor abideth not. He is like the beast that perish. This is the way of their folly, yet their prosperity approve their sayings. Like sheep, they are laid in the grave. Death shall feed on them, and the upright shall have dominion over them in the morning, and their beauty shall consume in the grave of their dwelling. But will God redeem my soul from the power of the grave? He will receive me. For when he died, he shall carry nothing away. His glory shall not ascend after him. While he liveth, he, he bless his soul, and men praise thee when thou doest well. Yeah, they do. But he shall go to the generation of his father, never see light. A man that is in honor shall understand not. He is like the beast that perish. So he said, listen, your wealth is going to perish with you. He said, yeah, all of you trust in the multitude of your riches. You trust in that. You name your territory after yourself. You like, like Trump. You got your name everywhere. The building's going to perish. You're not taking it to with you. Riches deceive you. If God does not bless you with wealth, ladies and gentlemen, you'll be crazy out here. You'll be like these entertainers out here. You'll be a reprobate, chasing a dollar, never satisfied. Only God can give you a peaceful night of sleep. You know, I think of Michael Jackson had to pay a doctor $100,000 a month to shoot him up a protocol because he couldn't sleep. All that money, all that wealth, all that fame couldn't sleep at night though. Don't play with God. Don't play, don't, don't, you know, you know, just, 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 if you're going, if you're going to fake it and you're a liar, just, just get on out the church. Quit using God's name. These false prophets are going to pay a big price. Glory to God. This is what it says. Let's continue. Labor not to be rich. Proverbs 23, 4. A poor righteous man is better off than a rich wicked man. Proverbs 28.6 Hasty to be rich. That's Proverbs 28.6 uh, The harsh warning James has to the rich. Listen with James. James has a harsh warning to the rich. <laughs> uh, let's look at James uh, 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 10 and 11. First chapter of James 10 and 11. Look what the Bible says. But the rich... And that he is made low because as the flower, the grass shall pass away. For the sun is no sooner raising up with burning heat, but wither the grass and the flower that fall and the grace and fashion of perishing. He, so also shall the rich man fade away in his ways. See, this is, this is, this is what he says, but the rich, and let me switch, let me switch this to the NIV. He said, but the rich should take pride in their humiliation. Since they will pass away like the wild flower, for the sun rises with scorching heat, and it withers the plant. Its blossom falls, and its beauty is destroyed. In the same way, the rich will fade away while they go about their business. See, that's what's important to the rich, and you pursuing riches and wealth. That becomes your main pursuit in life. It's going to choke you. It's going to kill you. And so this is why encouraging people to be covetous is so dangerous. 
And this is why this false prophet is a liar. What he said, God wants you to be rich. No, God wants you to be whole. God wants you to be saved. God wants you to be redeemed. God wants you to be born again. God wants you to repent. God wants you to not love this world. Let me continue on. The church of Laodicea, the Laodicea in the book of Revelation was, re was rebuked because of their wealth had affected their relationship with Christ. Jesus never taught anyone to seek worldly wealth. We're fine the scripture where Jesus said, go after wealth. However, he does teach, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all this righteousness and all the things will be added to you. It's true that the blessing of the Lord make it rich and add no sorrow. But the rich here means more than just money, particularly here in America, in a capitalistic society where people's wealth and possession define the individual. We place a lot of emphasis on obtaining wealth and, and often interpret the Bible within that framework. Everyone is simply not going to be a millionaire, nor does the Bible teach such. As a matter of fact, Jesus quoting from Deuteronomy 15, stating that the poor you will always have with you. And he said that in Matthew 26, 11. Now, let's get back to this liar's follow-up email. This is what he writes. I must be completely honest with you. I was overjoyed to make contact with you because I could sense your hesitancy, your inner doubt, and your slightness of fear concerning belief in the prophet. And I couldn't wait to write you back because I knew you had questions and doubt. The moment I sensed this about you was the moment I heard the Lord say, Jonathan must learn how to walk away from people and situations that threaten Jonathan's peace of mind, self-respect, and self-worth. Oh, this guy is a liar. Jonathan doesn't exist. Number one, therefore, that means he hasn't heard the Lord saying nothing, and he's just a straight-up liar. He's a liar. A relentless, reprobate liar. Ironically, he actually started this statement off with the, with the statement, I must be completely honest with you. Why are you sitting up there lying? <laughs> he says that before he starts lying. Remember, this is to my deceased relative. However, the prophet says, I could sense your hesitancy and your inner doubt and the slightness of fear, of fear concerning your belief in the prophet. Notice, the prophet reinforces the belief in the prophet, not belief in God. The true prophet is a mouthpiece of God. Again, this is grooming so that the prophet can make a prophet. <laughs> Look at that. So that the prophet, prophet, <laughs> the prophet wants to make a prophet. So when he, go, when he goes for the wallet, then he says, I heard the Lord saying Jonathan must learn how to walk away from people and situations that threatens Jonathan's peace of mind and self-respect and self-worth. Again, this is a clear example of a false prophet lying in the name of the Lord. He claims, I heard the Lord saying when the Lord hasn't said anything to my dead relative. This is a blatant lie. However, what the false prophet is attempting to do is get someone to separate themselves from anyone who will discourage them from being advised by a false prophet. The false prophet then lies on the Lord and says he heard the Lord saying, Jonathan must learn how to walk away. That's interesting. Even if the prophet didn't know my relative was deceased, wouldn't the Lord know that? This is exactly what Jeremiah and Ezekiel say false prophets do. They lie in the Lord's name, even though he has not spoken to them. The false prophet goes on to say, these things have caused you to believe nonsense like, Life isn't fair, or I'm unlucky. However, Jonathan, it could all change when you believe the prophet. Not when you believe God, believe prophet. Listen to this. You could suddenly inherit thousands in cash. Put cash in all caps. And as a result of hearing one prophetic word from the Lord about a, con about a contact. Here the false prophet cast the lure of becoming instantly wealthy, like Playing a lot, all right. <laughs> Notice this puts cash, in, and then he puts cash in all caps. 
Of course this won't happen unless the prophet hears from the Lord on your behalf. After grooming Jonathan with these two emails, because this is two emails all together, the false prophet is ready to strike for the wallet. Look how he does it. He actually uses a scriptural reference to solicit money. God said it. Believe the Lord your God so you will be established. Believe his prophets so you will prosper. Second Chronicles 2020, that's what he's quoting. Today, I want you to take another step towards your future, your destiny. You've made monumental progress through contacting me alone. Now it's time to take one more giant revolutionary step in your future. Alert me now and click the little blue link below to notify me personally that you are ready to believe the prophet. And all I ask is that you make a simple investment in your future with a I believe the prophet faith seed of $20.20 for Chronicles, Second Chronicles 2020. We finally get to the purpose of them two emails. He was after his money. This lying, deceiving, low down dog. It's what he is. Using the scriptures as a way to solicit money. This deceiver has no shame. He will lie on God, lie to people to their face. He would twist, twist the scriptures to manipulate and con people out of their money without any concern for wrecking someone's finances and faith. He will just heal sleep just fine because anyone who carries on a fraud like this obviously has a reprobate mind and is void of conviction. Here's what the scriptures declare about false prophets. Micah 3.11, listen to this. Her leaders issue rulings for a bribe. Her priests teach for payment and her prophets practice divination for money. Yet they lean on the Lord saying, isn't the Lord among us? No disaster will overtake us. That's Micah 3.11. Holman Standard Christian Bible version. Her prophets practice divination. This is not a new phenomenon. Ladies and gentlemen, this is old. You know, Micah was a contemporary of Isaiah. This is hundreds of years before Christ. This passage is the nail on the head when it comes to calling out people like the master prophet. The statement that her prophets practice divination for money is, is a direct and explicit revealing the true motivation behind wanting money and authority through the exploitation of people. This is so sad because Judgment Day, these same liars will stand before the Lord and say, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? As Jesus said, I would tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. Now, I want you to imagine, if a hundred people responded and gave that man $20.20, that's $2,020. If a thousand people respond, that's $20,200. You get it, right? He's out to make money. There's been so many people that have called out. There was one prophet, you've probably heard of him. You can look this up. There's another incident that occurred in 2014 when a nationally known prophet was caught giving prophecies that were almost word for word, a word for word prediction from an internet psychic for the year of 2015. One of the predictions that the psychic made was that President George Bush, H.W. Bush, would get sick and die in 2015. The prophet went to this psychic's website used the same prophecies and prophesied in a church. He repeated it. The prophecy repeated all of the psychic's prediction, including the Bush demise prophecy. However, as of July 2018, Bush Sr. was still with us. He didn't die in 2015. He died but right after 2018, 2019, 20, somewhere in there, where Bush Sr. died. 
In some circles, this controversy caused a big stir about this prophet quoting a psychic. Though the retort and the denial from the prophet were vehement. Of course, he said, I went to the West. I didn't tell he, he lied and, you know. But his denial works against him. Because if he did quote from a psychic, that would have at least given him a reason why he was wrong. <laughs> he said, well, I got it, but she was wrong, I was wrong. It's her fault, right? <laughs> I shouldn't have quoted her. But the problem is, by him saying he didn't go to her, creates another problem. Well, if you didn't go to her, who did you hear that from? Because it wasn't true. So if you didn't get it from her website, then where did you get it from? Did you get it from a spirit? It wasn't the Holy Spirit, because God don't get it wrong. Ladies and gentlemen, we are living in the days of mass deception. And we need to stop allowing foolish people like this to speak into our lives. It is my purpose in the earth realm to help people understand there are many false prophets. These are signs of the end. Now, how much time we have? I don't know. Look, I ain't trying to, look, I don't predict nothing. But I'm telling you, like Jesus says, beware of false prophets because they are wolves in sheep's clothing. Father, bless your people on tonight. Thank you for allowing those that have listened to this to enjoy this video and this audio. I pray, Lord God, that they be blessed and that you keep them. Open their mind and their understanding. Let them be able to see the fruit and know the tree. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, we'll see you next time in Jesus' name. God bless you and keep you in Jesus' name.